0: From the studios of Fractal Recording, you're listening to The Mystic Show, episode 78. Good morning, good day Happy to be here with you on the Mystic Show I'm Chris Curran, your host And uh, this is the show where we talk about all kinds of things Spirituality, mindfulness, philosophy And of course a whole healthy dose of personal development and self-help Which is the uh, practical piece if you will, and we broadcast live every weekday morning here at 8 a.m. Eastern Time on the Fractal Stream internet radio station, and uh, yeah, 8 a.m. Eastern, so it's nice. People can listen in their car, listen while they're walking the dogs, while they're uh, preparing the lunches in the kitchen, and of course, on the West Coast, it's 5 a.m., but you know, come on. Right before you go surfing, listen to The Mystic Show, right? And after each episode, we archive it as a podcast in three different places. On iTunes, in Stitcher, and on our website, www.themysticshow.net. All of our archived episodes and links to our social media and a link to the Fractal Stream, all on our website, www.themysticshow.net. And we'd like to thank our sponsor, Pause Your Life. What an energized group of people in a high vibration. It's very nice. So today, today, yes, we are going to begin a new journey together. That's right. We're going to start uh, reading short passages from uh, another book and i've mentioned it over the past few uh episodes but i'm really happy to get started on this um when i was preparing for this show um i you know i read through the material and wow all i have to say is wow this is a lot of what i'm going to read here it, you may have to go back and listen again which is why the podcast is very handy because you can listen anytime you want over and over again if you like So the book we're going to begin is called From Poverty to Power And it was written It was published in 1901 And it was written by None other than the The English mystic who we appreciate so much Mr. James Allen And he wrote Uh Many books during his lifetime, this is actually the first. So, on previous, well, previously on this show, we've read a couple other of his books. We read Byways of Blessedness, which is, I mean, do we have to say that they're each great? <laughs> I mean, we know they're all great, they're all profound. So, Byways of Blessedness, and we also read Above Life's Turmoil. And each one is a little different, but just outstanding. And this one is called "From Poverty to power um and I want to read the forward I think this is important because the forward this is gonna kind of put this book into perspective keep in mind this was his first book so and you know by in terms of uh what critics have said some have said that this is his best book which of course, I think we all know that his most popular book is called "As a Man Thinketh," which is a very short book, but just amazing. So let's read the forward to this and uh and we'll get the gist of what what this book is all about, and then we'll kind of go through the table of contents real quick, and then we'll get started on the first uh the first chapter. So, all right, let's read the forward first. Again, this is from the book From Poverty to Power by James Allen. Forward. I looked around upon the world and saw that it was shadowed by sorrow and scorched by the fierce fires of suffering. And I looked for the cause. I looked around, but could not find it. I looked in books, but could not find it. I looked within, and found there both the cause and the self-made nature of that cause. I looked again, and deeper, and found the remedy. I found one law, The law of love. One life. The life of adjustment to that law. One truth. The truth of a conquered mind and a quiet and obedient heart. And I dreamed of writing a book which should help men and women, whether rich or poor, Learned or unlearned Worldly or unworldly To find within themselves the source of all success All happiness All accomplishment All truth And the dream remained with me And at last became substantial And now I send it forth into the world on its mission of healing and blessedness, knowing that it cannot fail to reach the homes and hearts of those who are waiting and ready to receive it. James Allen. So that's the forward of this book, and, I mean, talk about getting right to the point what the most important point of all you know he says that he looked around for the cause of all this sorrow and suffering in the world and he looked around he couldn't find it he looked in books he couldn't find it but he looked within and voila he found it and the self-made nature of that cause and then he says he looked even deeper and he found the remedy. So, I mean, this is so clearly obvious why we really appreciate James Allen so much on The Mystic Show, because life is, well, I should say spiritual growth is all about looking inwards, not looking outwards. And we're, well, he's, when we start reading the first chapter, he's going to get more into this. Um, But it's a really, it's a profound distinction. I mean, the day in your life when you realize that spirituality looks within and other things, including religion, look without, you know, like with religion, there's a heaven somewhere with God sitting there who judges you. And we're not there. (laughs) That's somewhere else up in the clouds. I mean, that's, that's religion. Mostly, but spirituality looks within, so that's the whole spiritual journey is looking within, and that's why, of course meditation is so important, so he also says that you know one thing he also mentions here at the the very the first sentence of the forward he says, "I looked around upon the world and saw that it was shadowed by sorrow and scorched by the fierce fires of suffering, and i've relayed this. Before, But that's kind of how I felt growing up too. I just looked around at the world and I saw, you know, the world so wonderful, so many opportunities and so many good things in the world. And then I just saw all, like, all the people just seemed to be not really happy or like, you know, not really uh, content or, you know, something, something wasn't right. And I was like, why... How can you exist in a beautiful, wonderful world where everything is possible, anything is possible, and yet there's sadness and sorrow and anger and frustration and all? I, I didn't understand it. Um, Anyway, that's when I was young. And, uh, and as I got older, that turned into basically a, a spiritual search, right? Kind of looking for that answer, which is... Again, same thing that James Allen is saying here, that he looked within himself. So, when we look at the the contents of this book, again, the book is called From Poverty to Power, published in 1901. Um, There's basically two parts, and each of them has about... um, no. Each of them has exactly seven chapters. Hmm. But there's two... so there's basically two parts to this book. The first. Part one, he calls the path of prosperity. And part two, he calls the way of peace. So that's interesting. Maybe after we read through this whole book, you know, little by little, uh, we can look back on it and and kind of reflect on that. He breaks this book into two sections, the path of prosperity and the way of peace. So um, I'm assuming those are the, Those are two very important things to understand. So, for part one, the path of prosperity, um, the first chapter is called The Lesson of Evil. It's called The Lesson of Evil, and um, okay, I'm finding it. Yeah, and I think we could just start reading here. Um, You can imagine what it's about, but we're going to find out in a second. So, here we go. We're reading chapter one. Uh, from the book from poverty to power this is called the lesson of evil unrest and pain and sorrow are the shadows of life there is no heart in all the world that has not felt the sting of pain no mind that has not been tossed upon the dark waters of trouble. No eye that has not wept the hot, blinding tears of unspeakable anguish. There is no household where the great destroyers, disease and death, have not entered, severing heart from heart, and casting over all the dark pall of sorrow. In the strong and apparently indestructible meshes of evil, all are more or less fast caught, and pain, unhappiness, and misfortune wait upon mankind. With the object of escaping, or in some way mitigating, this overshadowing gloom, men and women rush blindly. Into innumerable devices, pathways by which they fondly hope to enter into a happiness which will not pass away. Such are the drunkard and the harlot, who revel in sensual excitements. Such is the exclusive aesthete, who shuts himself out from the sorrows of the world and surrounds himself. "'with enervating luxuries. "'Such is he who thirsts for wealth or fame "'and subordinates all things "'to the achievement of that object. "'And such are they who seek consolation "'in the performance of religious rites. "'And to all the happiness sought seems to come, "'and the soul, for a time, is lulled into a sweet security and an intoxicating forgetfulness of the existence of evil. But the day of disease comes at last, or some great sorrow, temptation, or misfortune breaks suddenly in on the unfortified soul, and the fabric of its fancied happiness is torn to shreds. So over the head of every personal joy hangs the Damoclesian sword of pain, ready at any moment to fall and crush the soul of him who is unprotected by knowledge. The child cries to be a man or woman. The man and woman sigh for the lost felicity of childhood. The poor man chafes under the chains of poverty by which he is bound. And the rich man often lives in fear of poverty or scours the world in search of an elusive shadow he calls happiness. Sometimes the soul feels that it has found a secure peace and happiness in adopting a certain religion. In embracing an intellectual philosophy Or in building up an intellectual or artistic ideal But some overpowering temptation Proves the religion to be inadequate or insufficient The theoretical philosophy is found to be a useless prop Or in a moment The idealistic statue upon which the devotee has been for years laboring is shattered into fragments at his feet. Is there, then, no way of escape from pain and sorrow? Are there no means by which the bonds of evil may be broken? Is permanent happiness, secure prosperity an abiding peace a foolish dream no there is a way and i speak it with gladness by which evil can be slain forever there is a process by which disease poverty or any adverse condition or circumstance can be put on one side never to return there is a method by which a permanent prosperity can be secured, free from all fear of the return of adversity. And there is a practice by which unbroken and unending peace and bliss can be partaken of and realized. And the beginning of the way which leads to this glorious realization is the acquirement of a right understanding of the nature of evil. It is not sufficient to deny or ignore evil. It must be understood. It is not enough to pray to God to remove the evil. You must find out why it is there and what lesson it has for you. It is of no avail to fret and fume and chafe at the chains which bind you. You must know why and how you are bound. Therefore, reader, you must get outside yourself and must begin to examine and understand yourself. You must cease to be a disobedient child in the school of experience and must begin to learn with humility and patience the lessons that are set for your edification and ultimate perfection. For evil, when rightly understood, is found to be not an unlimited power or principle in the universe, but a passing phase of human experience. And it therefore becomes a teacher to those who are willing to learn. Evil is not an abstract something outside yourself. It is an experience in your own heart. And by patiently examining and rectifying your heart, you will be gradually led into the discovery of the origin and nature of evil, which will necessarily be followed by its complete eradication. And that's, uh, we'll stop there. That's about halfway through the chapter. We'll just take a quick break so we can ruminate on that. I was thinking about you and me I was thinking about you and me All right, welcome back to the Mystic Show. Yes, and thank you to Neil Young for that little musical interlude. The song is called You and Me. It's a great song off his Harvest Moon album which was from 1992, which is one of those albums that I didn't know, even know existed until about uh, 20 years later. <laughs> and then I realized, man, that's an awesome album, and I wish I knew about it in 1992. But maybe I wouldn't have appreciated it in 92. Hmm. Well, welcome back to The Mystic Show. We just finished uh, reading... a Our first passage from our new book, our new book from 1901, uh, From Poverty to Power by James Allen. And this first section is called The Lesson of Evil. And, you know, well, the word evil, first of all, it's... He's not talking about evil in terms of, like, these horror movies where there's, like, this, you know or or the lord of the rings where there's there's an evil being who wants to kill everybody and all this stuff that's not the evil he's talking about right he's talking about basically the evil we create for ourselves which is what he said so but he starts out and i i think it's interesting that he points out how as human beings we kind of fool ourselves into thinking that life is great and everything's fine as long as we have our, you know, sensual gratifications. As long as we have our, whatever we, whatever we like, our Starbucks, our, you know, nice warm blanket, our nice house, our nice car. And, uh, right, we can sort of get lulled into the thinking that life is great and we sort of forget and we sort of cover up. All the um, sorrow that James Allen talks about here, you know, and we we've kind of like ignored disease and death like it's well we try to ignore it until it it comes too close to home. Um, so I think it's just just a reminder that life itself, and I don't mean this in a negative way like and i'm not, I'm not a negative person and I'm not a uh, pessimist at all. But life itself is kind of full of sorrows and pain. And here and there, there's happiness. You know, there's moments of happiness. And uh, that reminds me of a quote from, uh, I think it's Robert Frost. And he says, happiness makes up for in height what it lacks in length. Right? Our happiness doesn't last very long, usually. Well, and that's a whole other topic that we, you know, we desire something for a while. Then once we achieve it, then eh, then we don't, <laughs> then it's not so important anymore. Then we, we look to the next thing to achieve. So Those like this never-ending, never-ending uh, chain of desires where you're always looking for, the, you think the next one is going to solve all your problems, but it doesn't. And then you think the next one's going to solve all your problems, but it doesn't. So, and I like also how James Allen says here that, um, he says, Is there then no way of escape from pain and sorrow? Are there no means by which the bonds of evil may be broken? And the answer is, there is a way. There is a way for each of us to almost transcend this uh, this negative habit, I would call it, of, of just being uh, tied to the sensual and physical only. Right? So, there is a way. Each of us can overcome these things, transcend these things. And toward the end here, he also says that uh, it is not sufficient to deny or ignore evil. And one interpretation of this is that, you know, it's it's not sufficient to deny or ignore your uh your character flaws. Right? Although this this can go both ways. Some people say ignore everything. Don't worry about anything. But on the other hand, our character flaws and our our th- the flaws in our thinking, right? Because our thinking our thoughts become habitual we end up thinking the same thoughts all the time. And if you're not thinking properly or your mind is not regulated, then you go into like negative like negative thinking or habitual thinking and then you can't get out. So, I think we can't deny or ignore a lot of the ways that a lot of the areas we need to grow in right like for instance patience if you need to have more patience i mean should you just ignore that your whole life and just say well i'm not that i'm not a patient person and then just live your life that way and ignore it of course not you should think how can i become more patient and like james allen says then you can start looking inside yourself for the cause of your impatience and when you find it then you found it. But if we look outside ourselves all the time for answers, we don't really get any, right? So, I mean, we could talk about this one, these few paragraphs for hours, I think. Um, I just kind of pointed out a few a few points, but uh, we'll continue this tomorrow or the next episode. We'll finish this uh, part of the book, and I'm really happy to start... Another James Allen book because there's something about James Allen that it, it's just, it seems deeper and more profound and, and just stronger. I mean, when you read the words off the page, there's some power that's there. There really is. And um, I hope you're enjoying it as much as I am. So as you move through your day, you know, stay in a good vibration maybe think about some of these ideas and maybe make some notes for yourself and uh and smile smile at people that's always fun and as always keep shining